91. You go on a walk through the nearby forest with your best only to find out that you will not be returning home that evening. Stripped of innocence and your upcoming life, you are found helpless, assaulted, and without a heartbeat in a ditch of dirt. Where did everything go wrong? This was the story of Mandy an 11-year-old girl from Alaska, and this was her reality before her death. Good morning, afternoon, and evening to our listeners. This is Case in Point, hosted by Casey Conway and Bri Alonzo, award-winning journalists for the Washington Post. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the case of Mandy Lemaire, a young girl shot and murdered after a stroll with her friends. On August 22, 1991, 11-year-old Mandy Lamar was kidnapped while walking on a trail nearby her home in Teslina, Alaska. When friends noticed Mandy had not returned from tying her shoes in the forest, they quickly contacted parents. A statewide search was issued later. Mandy's body was found in a wooded area. Upon observation, Mandy had been raped before her death, and fingernail evidence revealed that she had tried to dig her way out of a ditch, as there was evidence of dirt under her fingernails. In today's episode, we will be reviewing... Mandy's best friend's alibi, Erin. Erin was a close contact to Mandy ever since her big move to Tasmania. She was a pretty girl that, young girl that lived just a few doors down from Mandy and was present at the scene of her death. Erin has made statements to the Tasmania police that she and Mandy were on a walk in the Valdez Cordova forest when Mandy suddenly disappeared. This seems like a believable scenario from the words of a young girl, but a bit fishy, wouldn't you say? Your best friend suddenly disappears seemingly out of thin air, and you continue to walk a few miles until realizing that she's gone. Interesting. Let's talk to Erin, see what she thinks about this whole situation. Her last name is hidden for her privacy. Erin is now a 31-year-old woman, and this case has been sitting in her conscience for the last 20 years. Here's our taped interview. Good afternoon, Erin. My name is Casey Conway, and I'm with Brie Alonzo, the producers and hostesses for the podcast Case in Point. Could you state your name for the record? Hello, my name is Erin. I'm 31 years old, and Mandy Lemaire was my best friend as a child. Who was Mandy to you? Soon after Mandy moved to Taslina, Mandy and I had become friends and became very close. She lived three-quarters of a mile down the road from me, She was a very kind soul. I recall many good times with her in my youth. She didn't deserve what happened to her. No one did, but especially her. Okay, so I know that in court they belittled your presence in the slightest. You were probably the closest to her during this time in her life. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Interesting, and I'm sorry to hear that. Would you say that this case and the death of Mandy has affected you in your later life? Do you still think about her? Oh, all the time. I don't see how anyone can move on from this. I was even 11 years old when it happened. You know, I wasn't 6 or 7 or a young age in which I wouldn't remember something like this. It still haunts me to this day, and I live in fear that my children may one day be in the same position. 
That's terrible. I'm sure that this weighs heavily on you as a mother. I mean, if I had kids myself, it would definitely be something I would be on high alert about. Can you tell me a little bit more about the day of the crime or what you remember? Well, on August 22nd, 1991, with only a few days left before the beginning of the school year, Mandy and I would always meet at halfway point that was between both of our houses. A half hour later, I arrived alone at the Lemaire house. I saw no sign of Mandy during my walk, so then I waited for Mandy for several minutes at the half point, but then decided to walk the rest of the way to Mandy's house on my own so that we could hang out like we had planned to, but I never saw her again. Through Aaron, we see the emotional effects of Mandy's death. Although some saw it as suspicious that Aaron never pursued Aaron after she appeared missing, being that she was her best friend. Anyways, let's look at the facts of the case. Today, we will also be interviewing Alaskan state troopers who are familiar with the case file. Hopefully, they can give us some insight into the forensics. Good afternoon, Mr. Smith. Today, we'll be asking you some questions regarding the case of Mandy Lemaire. Yes, hello. This case in specific was all very strange. Even the forensic aspect of it, there was no clear DNA prints, but rather the same kinds of materials found both on Lemaire's body and Mr. Smithart. It was difficult to come to a complete conclusion. What evidence do you have to know that Charles Smithart had murdered Mandy Lemaire? Uh, we collected trace samples of metal flakes, paint chips, carpet fibers, and hair from Mandy's body and clothing. These were compared to samples obtained from Smithart's truck. Two head hairs with physical characteristics consistent with Mandy's hair were found in Smithart's truck. According to the state's expert witness, paint chips found in Mandy's clothing, a yellow chip and an orange chip, matched paint samples taken from his truck. Defense experts testified that orange chips did not match and that the yellow chips were questionable. Samples of red and blue fibers, a fairly distinctive carpet fiber, obtained from Mandy's clothing were identical to fibers taken from Smithart's truck. In addition, tiny metal spheres found in Mandy's clothing were similar to medical particles found in Smithart's workshop and truck. During the investigation, Smithart had made repeated statements to us troopers into the residence of Copper Center, indicating his sexual interest in girls as young as 11 and 12 years old, which made him more of a suspect since Mandy was only 10. Wow. Okay, so it seems that there was actually a good amount of evidence to be able to incriminate Mr. Smithart. Yes, but like I said, everything seemed a bit odd. Now that we have heard law enforcement side, we are going to introduce our last little bit of shocking evidence to evaluate this case. We were actually able to interview Mr. Charles Smith Hart before his death. Charles Smith Hart, who was accused of the murder of Mandy Lemaire, his court case was appealed and he was scheduled for a retrial when he passed away suddenly from his battle with cancer. Here is Mr. Smith Hart. With Mr. Smithart, Bree and I are from the podcast Case in Point, and we're here to ask you a few questions regarding Mandy Lemaire. Where were you the day of Mandy Lemaire's disappearance? Good afternoon. 
afternoon, I have no shame talking about this case. Mr. Smithart, how did you plead in court, and does this claim still stand? I did not plead. I did plead not guilty on all accounts of court. This does still stand, and I am eager for my day in court to prove my innocence. Where were you on the night of Mandy's disappearance? I was home at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on August 22nd so that I could watch my favorite television shows, which were Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Then my mother and I would eat dinner at 6 o'clock p.m. Interesting. So why in that case do you believe that the court, the court found you guilty of the crimes against Mandy? I believe that I was used as a scapegoat in order to close this case. I never met nor had any ill intentions against the girl and have no prior history. How can you explain the fiber, ed edit, fiber evidence? You both had the same metal spheres on your clothing. They were too unique and uniform to be from different places. I never laid a hand on that girl, so I did not kill her especially. If I have never seen this girl in my life or have ever heard of her before, I also never gave a ride to any girl that day. How can you explain the accusations that your own daughter has made against you in that case? I'm done with this interview. No further questions. Thank you. In the end, Charles Smithart was convicted of kidnapping, sexual assault, and murder of 11-year-old Mandy Lemire. Superior Court Judge Glenn C. Anderson sentenced Smithart to a composite term of 114 years in prison. What we have from Smithart's interview is not too convincing. It is a small portion of what we actually need to have a solid opinion on this case, but hopefully viewers are able to see past his testimony and look further into the facts. We'll provide the facts when you decide. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Case in Point.